0: The message you're about to listen to is produced by Sierra ISO Media. Father, it's for your glory. Hallelujah. Celebrate Jesus, amen. You may be seated. Praise God. We're going to read Luke chapter 19. And um, we'll begin from verse 11, 19:11. 11. And as I heard these things, he added and spoke a parable because it was night in Jerusalem. Because I thought that the kingdom of God should appear, immediately appear. He said, therefore, said a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Hallelujah. That already reveals he's talking about himself, right? And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Pragmatium I. Now, I want us to read it in the New King James. It says, Do business. Do business till I come. So we see from this context that Business is a command. First of all, let's define business because it's good we redefine things. What is business? We said the word business is from the word business. Can you remember? And we said it refers to your work, your occupation, it refers to buying and selling. Then we also said it's an organized system of activities, an organized system of activities engaged in for the purpose of meeting a need of providing a service at a price in order to make what? Profits. Amen? All right. So we see from the context we just read that business, doing business is a command. Doing business is a command. There are three languages of business. The first language is the language of God. The second language is the language of people. The third language is the language of machines. So today we'll focus on the language of God. What is a language? A language is a systematic means of communication. Language. Is a systematic means of communication. Language, we said, is a way of communicating feelings, ideas through signs, is a way of communicating. Feelings, ideas, through signs, words, gestures, sounds, or marks. See, when we are dealing with language, you know, for instance, in my house, we have a language. In your house, you have your language. Are you aware of that? Setting things means setting things in different homes. I hope you know that. Alright, so the first language of business is the language of God. Because we said that doing business is a command, language of God. There are lots of people who don't understand that God is not against business. And that's why a lot of Christians... Sometimes don't go into business because they feel God is against business or God is against profit. But when you study your Bible, you find that our God is not against business, neither is God against profit. But God is against exorbitant profit. Are we together? I said, are we together? First right, Thessalonians four, verse eleven. It says that you also aspire to lead a quiet life. Let me read the Old King James. The old King James said, "Do business." So let me. Okay, it says, and you started to be quiet and to do your own business and to walk with your own hands as we commanded you. So we see that business is a command. It commanded us to do business. In fact, God's men like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were businessmen. They were into the business of raising cattle. Are you aware of that? So they were business people. So God is not against business. Tell someone. God is not against business. Yeah, God is not against business. Another thing we should realize about a kingdom business is more than just, more than what we say, a, a Christian business. A Christian business can just be a business that is run by a Christian. One. Two, a Christian business can be a business that is run based on Christian principles. Three, a Christian business can be a, a, a business that does Christian things, like Christian music or Christian bookshop, you know what I'm saying? But a kingdom business is different. You're not just running based on Christian principles, but you're governing it based on kingdom purposes as well. You see that? That's what we're looking at the languages of God. And the first language of God when it comes to business is vision. A lot of times we go into business without a definite vision or mandate, so to say. When you look at the secular world, those who are succeeding in business, they see it as a sense of mission. See? But it, when you just go into business, I tell people, especially Christians, that when you go into business just for the purpose of just want to make money, what happens is the fact that at the end of the day, when you're comfortable, your business stops growing. How come people who are billionaires still, are still looking for new ventures, buying up new companies to get another niche in the, in the market space? Why? Because they have a clear vision for going to business. You see? So the first language God spoke to the man Abraham was to give him a vision. And within that vision was God's redemptive purpose. As a businessman, your business must have a redemptive purpose tied to it. When God spoke to his man Abraham in Genesis 12, the Bible is beginning from verse 1. It says, now the Lord God had said to Abraham, the Lord had said to Abraham, get out of the country, out of the kindred, out of the father's house, onto a land that I will show you. Then he says, I'll make of thee a great nation and I'll bless you. And I'll make your name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Then he says, I'll bless them that bless thee. I'll curse them that curse thee. And he says, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. It gave him a redemptive plan, though the man was a businessman. So as a kingdom business person, you must understand the kingdom agenda if you are going to prosper in business in a big way. Let me explain. For instance... The Bible tells us that in John 17, verse 4, it says, I have glorified thee because I have finished the work you gave me to do. If you look at it in the message, it says, I have done to the last detail what you assigned me to do. Now, one of the things that God is very jealous about is his glory. His glory. His glory. God's glory is something he's very, very jealous about. So if you're going into business, one thing you must tie into that business is the glory of God. How do you mean, apostle? Let me explain. When Jesus was on earth, there was one thing he was concerned about, and that was the glory of God. He was concerned about it. He would say that the father may be glorified in the son. Why? Because God's glory, God's honor was his obsession. He had an obsession to please God. So if you're going into business and God is going to guard that business, so jealous that even if every business falls, yours still stands, the glory of God was the tightness of that business. When you read your Bible, you find out one thing. 2nd Corinthians 20, when the king, Joseph, was praying, he prayed to a point and he asked God a question. When Joshua prayed, he prayed to a point in Genesis 7 and asked God a question. He said, what would that do to your great name? As soon as you get to God's glory, God begins to respond. Is jealous over his glory like nothing else. Just like you now, if um, something doesn't concern you, you don't bother yourself about it. Am I right? A lot of us run our business as though we are in business for ourselves. So what happens? When your business is going to challenges, God watches it. Because you never went into business for God's glory. In other words, you never went into business and said, Lord, this business is your business. See, you run your business as though it's my business. I do, I do with my money what I want to do with my money. This is my business. I employ you. I want to employ. I do what I want to do. I, I, I say what I want. Hey, it's your business. So when it goes under, you are going under with it. But when it's God's business, he will never let it go under. I wrote G. many times, it will be as though the business wants to go under. And his staff will say, "Ah, I think we're going to say, no, you don't say that. Why? Because he knew he was in partnership with God. This is God's business. Some of you need to go back again to that business and dedicate it to the glory of God. That God, the vision you have for this business, whatever it is, I want you to use it to fulfill that purpose. Once that happens, God will take you farther than you want to go. It will take you farther than you want to go. The first thing is vision. And God's vision is always for his glory. Whatever God is doing in your life, whatever God's to do for your life, is to bring glory to Himself, not to bring glory to you. In fact, when God heals you, he heals you for His glory. When God blesses you, blesses you for His glory. Come on now. So we've got to understand this. The first language of God is vision. What is vision? We've explained again and again. We say it's a revelation of what? God's plan and purpose for your life. Every business exists for a purpose. And the first purpose of that business is to glorify God. In Isaiah 43 verse 7 it says, everyone I've created, I've created for my glory. So this business, you are going through this business, Lord, I'm going to this business for your glory. Not just for me and make me reach. The first thing is for your glory. When you start that, you're summoning all of heaven's help to your benefit. All of heaven's help. Let's look at this. John 17 verse 4. It says, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest us me to do. Don't forget your job is also your business. Can you remember? The intrapreneur. Come on now. That as you are, see yourself as someone outsourced, that they outsource that job in your business or in your company too. So when you start seeing yourself as an owner, it changes everything. You see that? All right. Look at this. Let me read to you in the message translation. I, I love the way it is in the message translation. Verse 4. It says, I have glorified you on earth by completing down to the last detail what you assigned me to do. In other words, for every business, there, is, there are specific details that if you violate them, the business may crumble. Men like Colgate. Colgate was a Christian man. He learned from the word. One of the biggest cheese companies of the, of, of the world, in the world rather, is owned by Christian, was owned by Christian. It's passed on now. If I'm not mistaken, it's passed on. And he was, when he started his business, he wasn't doing well. And he had this donkey that carried his supplies. And he said, the way we are going we won't get anywhere. We was talking to his donkey, and he said, "We have to get into partnership with God," and the business exploded. The question I want to ask you is: Your business in partnership with God? You may have sponsors for your business or sponsors who gave you capital. But if those sponsors who gave you capital turn against you and remove their money, you're gone. But hear me, you may not have sponsors, but with God, you can always have what you want. So the first thing is the vision. Vision. God reveals to you his plan for the business, his details, then the purpose, number one, the glory of God. So, in your business, in everything you do in that business, will this honor God? Will this honor God? Uh, you know that business is business. Uh, you know that um, you understand what I mean now. show sure, sure you. you get it. No? Say, I get it. That is no longer God's business. It's your business. He will only protect that which belongs to him. So, yes, you follow me for this contract. When you go there, just tell them you're my brother. i show you here. Yeah. Just tell them you're my brother. Are yeah, you listening to me? He will ask you, say, are you from, but you are the same son and say, a no, different mama bonus. You get what I'm saying, no? you understand. So, you go there, you lie to get the contract. It is not God, it is your business. Most of you know Hyundai. Hyundai is a Christian. In fact, he has class three education, ninth grade, class three. But he's a billionaire because his business is done in partnership with who? With God. Hyundai bought overcare. See, but a lot of us here, we want to do business the world's way and get God's blessing. You don't do it that way. said so there are three languages of business. Number one, the language of God. Because if we don't speak the same language, you can't understand each other. And when we don't understand each other, how can we walk together? Can two work together, I said, so they'd be what? Agreed. So the first thing, as said, going to business, Lord, this business I'm starting We are in partnership. And many Christians don't want to do it. There are many businesses owned by occultists and they're in partnership with devils and they're not ashamed to tell you when they succeed. Yes, a girlfriend and how he you get to belong. You go belong. If you don't belong, you do go fit, no fear you. Don't, you, don't you see that? It is for the glory of that cult, the glory of that devil, but your own business, have you tied it to the glory of God? Why? Why did God support David to kill Goliath? Have you ever thought about it? David said, I'm going to take you down that the whole earth may know that there's a God in Israel. See, now, God has no choice. If I look at the reasons why your businesses exist today, it exists for your, your own feeding, your own caring, your own clothing, your own cars, your own flight around the world. So long as God's glory is not tied to it, it will suffer what any other business suffers. Let me read you something. I-, I told you certain things this man said. Let me first of all show you Joshua. Let me go to King James first. Joshua chapter 7. And I want to read you something Joshua said that moved God to act. All right, so the children of Israel, let me begin for verse 6. Joshua 7 6. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the eventide, he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou brought all these people over Jordan to deliver us to the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side. On, on the other side, Jordan. It says, O Lord, what shall I say? when Israel turned their backs before their enemies? Now, that is not the bothering God. Watch this. For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ us round and cut off our name from the earth. And what would thou do unto thy great name? And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get up. The man was talking, God, I said, I vexed. Alivex. Say, "What would I do your great name? Get up. Let's talk. Let's see how we solve this problem. You see, because his glory is inside now. You come before the Lord with your business. Say, Father, when you look at this country, most of the wealthy people don't even know you. I want us to go into this business together. Will you show me what you want me to do? Let's go into business together. And let's show this world that it's not by cultism, it's by you. And Father, I vow to give you the glory. You put it in writing. You are in charge of this business. You put it in writing. It will shock you. The world calls it covenants. That's why they enter into covenants. You now, you brought a covenant to the Lord, and you're telling the Lord, guard it jealously with your glory. The first thing you think about is the glory of God. Let me read you something. Second Chronicles 20, Joseph. And let us begin from verse. Let's begin from verse 5. They're in trouble now, trouble on every side. Jehovah stood in the, in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are not thou God in heaven and rulest not thou over the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thee and in thy hand is there not power and might so that it is not able to withstand thee? And are not thou our God who didst drive the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gave to thy city Abraham, and thy friend forever? And all that he kept on going. Now, look at this. Verse 9. It says, If even, if when evil cometh upon us as the sword, a judgment of pestilence or famine, we stand before this house in thy presence for thy name's in this house and cry unto thee, our God, cry unto thee in our affliction, then, then thou will hear and help. Let me read it in New King James because sometimes this thing sounds like French. All right. Let's. Read the New King James. I study with the New King James most of the time. But when I come to church, I know that most people are King James children. Then he says, It is not that come upon us, sword, German pestilence of famine, we will stand before this temple in your presence, for your name is in this temple. And cry out to you in our affliction, you will hear and save. And now hear the people of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, whom you will not let invade Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. But here they are. Rewarding us by coming out to throw out out of our possession which you've given to us. Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against the great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do. Our eyes are what are upon you. When it was true, does the prophecy? It's time to stop doing life alone. Most of us are trying to make our business succeed. It is time for God to make your business succeed. So the first thing is to speak the language of God. Vision. What is the vision of this business? What is the future of this business? Having dealt with number one, the glory of God. This glory of God is tied into it. That's the purpose of which it exists. Secondly, what is the future of this business? Because the future you see is the future that will be. Is there a future for this business? I was reading a book recently about, um, it's written by a guy that is, is, a, is a serial entrepreneur, so to say. He has started a lot of businesses. And one thing he got my attention said, most people start a, a businesses without that aha moment, or they've seen the future of the business. So the question I want to ask you, this business you want to start, have you seen the future of this business. Many of us, instead of speaking, have not seen the future. And the guy advice. he said, don't start it until you've seen the future. Because if you've not seen the future, there is no future for that business. It would be a waste of investment. Many of us are starting many businesses that have closed down because we never saw the future before we started. So the first thing is to sit back and look at five years from now, ten years from now, what will this business be? And if this business will be, what will this business be like? You see why the world is different from the church? The Christian man wants to start business now. Now, yes, which is good to so that he can eat and pay children's school fees, which is good. But after a while, the business is gone. How I many of you have started provision shops? You started provision shops, and uh, you put your provision there. Your rice is there. Before you know, your family you take from there, and you are eating from the rice. And before the business has closed, only you use your hand to close your business because, <laughs> because there was no future. You're starting a business. Let's deal with, let's use Harry, for instance, you're into the electrical work. Where do you see this business in 2028? Because by 2028, you're married, you have children. So, where is it? God spoke to Abraham and said, In you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. The future. So now, the Jewish family, they are serial entrepreneurs. They are, Facebook is Jewish. Um, Google, they are Jewish. Um, Bill Gates, Jewish ancestry as well. George Soros, Jewish. uh, Um... Oh many designers, people fashion Jewish, 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 Jewish. That is that vision. Your vision is there a future. Sorry, your business is there a future. What do we see this business becoming? Because so long as you cannot see a future, you cannot persevere. So God will give you a future of the business. That's why before you step out, you see, you speak the language of God first. Get before God first. Speak the language of God. Before you jump out there. Some of you have invested $2 million in the business. Nothing came out of it. 300000 nothing came out of it. $2, 200000 nothing came out of it. 500000 nothing came out of it. You even put money in MMM, 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 your money. So... <laughs> What is the future of this business? Sincerely speaking, many of you here have not seen the future. Amazingly, right now, many American businesses don't care about business plan because they know that if you get the future from there, you can plan. Because most business plans business plans are just craps. Have you seen the future of this business? Ten years from now, what'll the business be like? Describe it. Um, by then would have would have moved forward. You said nothing. By then would we'll be very big. You said nothing. 2028. Mm, by 2028, our, our plan is the fact that this is what I see: that uh, we have um, a branch in Port Harcourt, and um, a branch in Worry and um, a little outlet somewhere in a Worry. It's just, it's just that's all I see. Mark that guy. Storms will come, storms will go. He will succeed. Ask again, is your business tied to the glory of God? Secondly, what future do you see concerning this business? A small boy looked at a computer and said, We're going to put a computer in every home in this world. His name was Steve Jobs. The phone you have, most of your phones you have, has more proficiency than the first computer that flew the spacecraft to the moon. That dream he had has been fulfilled. We don't only have computers in our home. This is your phone is a computer. Apple is the most profitable company in the world today. Have you seen the future of this business? If you've not, you're involved in meaningless activity. After you go tired, you close it down because there was no future in the first place. It was just for food. There's a bigger cause than food. Why do billionaires go to work? Why do they work late? Why? Because if they were working for money, they have money. Come on now. Why would why someone as a billionaire walk till 3 a.m. in the morning? Or walk, what's wrong with you? Why do you want to kick yourself? Because it's not just working for money; it's working for a cause. Is there a cause for which your business exists? I rest my case for this morning. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's Word and His Spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the Word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wale Fessor, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua, Biosho State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 803 or 805 God bless you.